Welcome back. Glad to have you here again at the Lord of the Storm. I'm your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr. We are in Romans chapter 8 today, if you want to go ahead and turn there now in your Bible. I'll be reading from my easy to understand and read EUR, New Testament. If you haven't picked up a copy yet, let me just encourage you to do so, especially the audio format. It's an easy way to get more of God's Word into your life. Just search EUR Bible on Amazon.com and you'll find it. Today, we correct a verse that many believers get wrong. We'll dive into Romans 8.28 and see what's really meant and how we are to apply it in our lives. Let's ask for God's blessing on today's reading. Father, as we approach your word today, help us to understand it, put it into practice, and let it change us to become more like you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 8. Because of this, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law couldn't do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the rule of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind of the flesh is hostile towards God, for it refuses God's law and will not do so. Those who are in the flesh can't please God, but you are not in the flesh, but instead are in the Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is in you. But if any man doesn't have the Spirit of Christ, He does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Holy Spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead is in you, he will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who is in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, by living after its desires. Because if you live for its desires, you must die. But if by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You didn't receive the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Daddy, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are also heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not even worth being compared to the glory which will be revealed to us. For all creation waits with eager expectation for God's children to be revealed. For creation was subject to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will also be delivered from the slavery of decay into the freedom of the glory of God's children. For we know that all of creation groans and labors in pain together until now. Not only is this so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we groan within ourselves, waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For we were saved in hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he has already? But if we hope for that which we don't see, we wait for it with patience. In the same way, The Spirit also helps us with our weaknesses, for we don't know how to pray as we should, 
But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which can't be spoken. He who searches the heart knows what is on the Spirit's mind, because he makes intercession for the saints according to God's will. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. For those that God knew would follow him, he also predetermined them to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that Jesus would be the firstborn among many brothers. Those he predetermined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then can we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. So how would he not also with him freely give us all things? Who could bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It's God who justifies. Who is it that condemns? Instead, it is Christ who died. He was raised from the dead and sits at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Could domination, torture, harassment, starvation, nakedness, danger, or the sword? Even as it is written in the Psalms, For your sake we are killed all day long. We were counted as sheep for the slaughter. No, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from God's love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8 is one of those chapters that has so many great verses to talk about. It's in this chapter where we're told that there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. And that's where a lot of us end our quotation of the Bible verse with a period. But if you look at the verse, it's a comma, because Paul actually has a little bit more to say. It says, no condemnation for those who are in Jesus, who don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If a believer in Jesus continues to willfully sin, walk in the flesh, and isn't repenting of it or seeking the Spirit's help to overcome the sin, Something is wrong. As believers, we are to crucify the flesh and put on the Spirit of Christ. You can't have the Spirit of Christ and walk in the flesh at the same time. Now, make sure you understand, I'm not saying Christians don't sin. I'm saying that if a Christian continually sins, isn't repenting and seeking victory over the sin, then they are not living in the Spirit, and that is a dangerous place to be. That would be a person who has not fully surrendered to the Lord. Being a believer is more than a confession of faith. It is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment relationship with Jesus. A surrender is necessary. Making Jesus the Lord of your life is necessary. If he is Lord, that means the things he points out as sin in your life, you have to deal with. And he will help you to deal with it. But if you flat out refuse to change or repent... He is not Lord of your life. Now, the verse I mentioned at the beginning of the episode was Romans 8.28. You might have it hanging on your refrigerator door. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. Unfortunately, that's not what some believers think it says. There are Christians who think it's all things are good for those who love the Lord. But that is not so. And when they have something bad happen in their life, They can get mad at God and ask, how is this good for me? The anger they have stems from a misunderstanding of what the verse says. 
There is stuff that happens that is straight up bad. We can go through heartache, pain, loss. Those in and of themselves are not good. But the verse says they will work together for our good. In and of themselves, things can be terrible. However, God, in his infinite power and plan, can use those things in our lives to bring about good. You may have heard the illustration of a cake. A cake is a delicious thing. But if you take the individual ingredients by themselves, not so much. Flour, cocoa, or even butter by itself, not so great. But when you mix them with other ingredients, sugar, eggs, they taste delicious. And if you take one item out or are missing one item, the cake will again taste bad. God is the master chef. He can take whatever ingredients we have in our life experiences and mix them together to make something good. We don't always see it right away. It may take months, years, decades. But if we stay in faith, walk closely with him, we know he can and will make it all work out for our good. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you know us intimately. Every tear that has fallen, you know about. Everything we have gone through, you are familiar with. Thank you for your promise to make it all work out for our good. We know your timing is not our timing and your ways are not our ways. So adjust us where necessary so we will stay in faith, knowing that you are working it all out perfectly. For the one who feels shattered, Lord, take the broken pieces and make a beautiful mosaic. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. We are halfway through the book of Romans. Make sure you come back next time and we'll see what else the Lord has to say to us. Thanks for listening today. God bless.